Welcome to the Deep Fried Bets Podcast. Blake and Boomer are here for all of your weekly winners. Let's fatten up your wallet. Well, 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 what have we here? It is the Deep Fried Bets Podcast is back. Uh, I don't know if we can call it like year, what, five, four? I don't know. Like we took a couple years off, you know, COVID hit. Uh, We had to we had to uh, adjust for that. But we're back. We got Blake and Boomer back again. Uh, you know, we figured, hey, this thing's like legal everywhere pretty much now. Of course, not in Alabama or Georgia where we reside, but it's gambling. Um, it's, you know, it's the Deep Fried Bets podcast. We know you probably remember it, some of you at least. Uh, Boom, how's it going, man? Well, it's going pretty good. I uh, took a little bit of a hiatus from gambling there to to do the real gambling. I found out what uh, options trading was a couple of years ago. and you know, I thought they only went up, and uh, they don't. Couple, yeah, cause, so a couple of months ago, I found out the hard way that they don't only go up, and uh, here I am back to the only way I know how to make money. Right. Well, that's the, yeah, only, the only legal way I know how to make money. I could have told you that, you know, when I worked at Merrill, but you know, I left there for a reason too. They didn't like this kind of gambling. So, um, yeah, it's a deep pride bets podcast. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm Blake. Uh, that was Boomer. Uh, we're like, you know kind of lifelong best friends who also like to gamble um have a good time with it uh we we're all right we're pretty good um we had some years back in the day where we were hitting over 50 percent pretty consistently i hit over 60 like i think i had like 64 one year which is kind of absurd but um i don't know we'll see if we can keep that going um yeah i would say if you're looking for a place that does zero percent research and gives out 62 percent winners then uh you found the right place right 100 percent. i mean let's go one percent research and 63 percent winners let's bump those numbers up just just a little bit um i mean i don't think we should be lying to everybody first first show back you were you know kind of going over games like eight seconds ago in the in the pre the pre-show taping which lasted about 30 seconds it consisted of boomer bitching about Week zero games, which we will get to. Don't don't get me wrong. We're going to get to week zero here in just a second. But we're you know we're going to kind of reintroduce, reacclimate you guys for those of you who have not, uh, you know, who have missed this, or those of you who are you know checking us out for the first time. Uh, you know, let's just get to some ground rules, I guess. Not ground rules, but like you know, so uh, just lay it out. I'm an Alabama fan. I'm an unapologetic, you know, Bammer, as they say. Um. I try not to bet with my heart too much, but it's kind of tough. Uh, Boomer is a, a dirty barner, so he's an Auburn fan. So, you know, we get that. That's a fun back and forth. But uh, he, you know, I don't think you can bet with your head and bet on Auburn. So, I guess his is all from the heart whenever he does take the Tigers. Um, so yeah, it's going to be pretty tough this year. I, but, I would agree with you. I mean, I feel like Auburn's probably going to be uh, what you would call a prison Chinese finger trap. This oh, year, for those okay. of you that don't know what that is, I'm not definitely familiar. go look it up on the internet. Okay, so Auburn is this year is what that is. All right, I'm not familiar, but you know, if it has anything to do with Brian Harson and TJ Finley as your starting quarterback, I want nothing to do with it. But um, you don't, you don't know what a, what a prison Chinese finger trap is. I don't. Um, All right, well, but I do know so. what TJ Finley as a starting quarterback is. That's actually the last college football game I went to was the Birmingham Bowl here when Auburn lost to Houston. Uh, that was a good time. But, yeah, so we've got that, uh, you know, a lot of good back and forth. You'll, you'll hear a lot of it. Um, so, yeah, we both, uh, you know, like 
three years off, I think. I don't know. It's been a while. Uh, we both have kids now, which is kind of weird. Um, we both, you know, like I said, still Birmingham and Atlanta. I don't know. This is you didn't come on here to hear about our personal lives, but you know, I think things might be a little different perspective now that we have kids. Now we have college funds so we have to maximize. So the, the gambling is going to be even better, is what I'm getting at. So all right, enough about us. That's not what you came here for. You came here. Uh, it's week one of the college football season coming up this weekend. Uh, we didn't get a guest this week. Just kind of wanted to get back into it. Um, and maybe we'll get to somebody good for next week. But uh, we had week zero last week, uh, and it was it was a real zero of a college football weekend. I don't understand why they do this. Like, give us a – I mean, the, the Dublin game, Northwestern Nebraska, I'm sure we'll hit on that in a second, like, that was kind of cool. You know, you're playing overseas and I guess you kind of need the week to get back. Sure. If you're going to do it, give us some of that, like media, mediocre teams um, in different places. Like let's play one. I don't know. Can you play like near a volcano? Um, you know, just this really, really get some weird stuff out there if we're going to do it. Um, other than that, like you had UConn and Utah state was a game. Um I'm just trying to think like it was that bad. I think Western, I spent too much of my time wa uh, watching Western Kentucky versus, I don't remember who they were playing at this point. I was trying to get that over and they missed it by like five. So uh, yeah, uh, week zero, kind of a zero week. Like I said, Boone, what stood out to you? Uh, I mean, obviously Scott Frost's career just kind of going up in flames before right. my eyes. I couldn't believe that he actually uh, wasn't left over in Ireland. That's what I was thinking. I mean, he, the red hair, he kind of fits in already. Like, why didn't they just leave him? Yeah, it was uh, pretty brutal. I mean, the blown call and the fumbler early in the game kind of set the tone that it was going to be a close one. And then there was a hint of them covering the 11, what, at the end of the third quarter? You mean the when they were up by 11 and then decided that an onside kick would be a good idea? Yeah, I didn't really understand that one. But, no, uh, you know, not. it – it's it's good to it's good to have folks tune in just to see what happens with right. Nebraska football moving forward. It is it's going to be a you know they had kind of become you'll we'll, we'll like hit on this throughout the season like you know I have a blacklist basically it's just like I write these teams off and Nebraska is always on that that list by like week three and they got to it by week zero this year so it's pretty impressive. So yeah, that kind of stood out and good God Hawaii. Uh, they played Vandy. I don't know if you were up for that. It was like a 930 central kick. Um, they lost to Vandy. It was like 63 to, I don't know, they might've gotten double digits, but how do you like, how do you let Vandy score 63? So I'm, I'm putting it out there right now. Hawaii worst college football team of all time potential. We're already on worst football team of all time. Watch week zero. Um, did you catch any of that one, Ben? No, I was well asleep before the game started, but I did bomb the island just before hitting hitting bed. I on that note though, I think I saw the odds of Vandy scoring sixty two points the rest of the season. Um, I think I would have to take the under on that. I don't it was the first time they had crossed sixty since like seventy six or something. It had been forever since they scored more than sixty points in a game. Um so, yeah, to do it in week zero against Hawaii, that's, you know, let's go ahead and get it out there. Worst team of all time potential. I don't even know who coaches Hawaii anymore. Like, that, I didn't catch much of it. I was coming back from a concert. Got to keep it up with it on my phone. But is it? it's not Rolovich. I think he left for Washington State. I don't know. Regardless, Hawaii, no good. Avoid them. Um, all right, so it's a college football preview show. We have to do the cliche, like, 
we have four playoff teams and a national champion. Um, it's only right that we do it. Hopefully, we go as graphic as De- uh, Desmond Howard did when he picked his four. Uh, I don't even remember who any of them are. I can almost guarantee none of the four will make it. My favorite tweet was that was like, uh, you know, it's like you pop that edible and it's like this edible ain't shit. And then an hour later, and then it had Desmond Howard and his playoff prediction. So um, we're going to do the cliche playoff prediction thing. So let's go ahead and do it. Boom. Let's just get out of the way. Um, Obviously four teams got football player for playoff for now. That was almost changed, but we're still at four. I think that's probably the right number. That's a different conversation for a different day, but if you had to throw out some some playoff teams, obviously there's some odds on some of them. Um, you know, some might have a little more value than others. Um, who who are your four? <clears throat> well, I mean, obviously Alabama, Ohio State, and Georgia are where people that are actually trying to make money uh, put their money at the beginning of the season. Not no. me personally. It's boring as hell. So. They're like minus 375 or something, Alabama and Ohio State are. Yeah, I just don't see how Ohio State doesn't make it, you know, and Alabama, the, the backing of every single person that votes, all of their votes somehow always get funneled to those two schools. So obviously that's boring. I've already locked in um, some conference champion uh, teams and a couple of those, obviously, if you're going conference champion, <clears throat> it's a little bit better odds that it hits. Um, and then you have the potential of them going to the playoff. But for the ACC, I think I've got Pittsburgh locked in at plus uh, 900. And I've got Miami locked in at plus 520. I I could see Clemson not winning the ACC. I, I think just odds-wise right there, you're getting a lot more bang for your buck. And then from the Pac-12, I've got Utah. Well, actually, no, I've got Utah to make the playoff at plus – 500, but for the Pac-12 champion, I've got UCLA at plus 920, and God. that's it. Have we so not I learned love, from? I UCLA? just absolutely love. I love UCLA. God, I think this I mean, is their year every year. So, um, but sneakily, the, the my two favorite odds-wise picks are Baylor plus 650 to win the Big 12 and TCU plus 1150 to win the Big 12. Who's uh, who's that TCU? Is it Sonny Dykes? Uh, remember, I do zero research. Right. I Can't think it's Dykes. All questions. Um, what's his name? Gary Patterson, his you know advisor, finally left. So I don't think you actually gave us a playoff team. You just gave us some odds. Um, so this is one of those things where we want you to actually give us four teams that you think are going to make the playoff. Okay. Well, uh, anybody – that's listening can choose from from those teams. <laughs> All right, fair enough. So just the smorgasbord of teams. Boomer has an eight-team college playoff, apparently. Uh, they only allow four. Uh, yeah, it's chalky. I, I'm with you. You're talking about Alabama and Ohio State. I don't really see it. I did not. I, I said most people would take them. Right, you I, did. I did not take them. No, I mean, you hit on it that, you know, Te- you don't see Texas how. A&M, Texas A&M no. is, is one for sure. That and, I've got in there. AM, I'm not saying they don't get there at some point. They're not there right now. I mean, just like Calzada, I don't know. He left. He's third string at Auburn. Uh, I don't know what that is. Yeah, he's third string. I think it's shoulder surgery, something. I don't know. But no, AM's not. They've got to come to Tuscaloosa and they're going to get murdered live on national television. And that, like, 
it's going to be so bad that you just can't have them in a playoff conversation. <laughs> um, just the, the way those two teams play, the style of play. I don't know. We'll get to that in later. But, I mean, it's chalky. Alabama and Ohio State, again, I just don't see how unless a quarterback goes down for either team, really, Stroud and, or Bryce. Um, Bryce's – or Alabama's backup situation is probably a lot scarier than Ohio State's. But at the same time, Alabama's depth all over the field outside of the quarterback is probably better than Ohio State's. Obviously, they got uh, – Nick- I think Nick- we can uh, spare everybody from the 175th take on why Alabama is going to make the playoffs. Right. No, no, no. You're right. You're right. I'm just – I'm giving you my quick two chalky picks, and then you you hit on one of them, and I'm shocked you didn't hit on the other. Utah, um, I hate putting a Pac-12 team in a playoff, but I think maybe this is the year somebody breaks through. Uh, you know, they're returning a lot from Pac-12 champion. Um, I, I don't know. I, I just trust uh, – Jesus, I see the Whittingham. I trust Whittingham to to kind of guide them in the right direction. USC, I mean, obviously, I think with Lincoln and the, the type of system they run, kind of run and gun, West Coast, like it'll be Hollywood out there in a couple of years, but I don't think that happens overnight. You still got to have a little bit of physicality, especially when you go up against the Utah, even in Oregon, some leftover from Cristobal. So I think Utah, you know, maybe they go 11 and 1. They have their crazy random loss to like Oregon State week eight, like they always have, um, and and can sneak in. And then the fourth one, again, I'm kind of surprised you hit on Pitt. Uh, I, I will say this Pitt just lost Kenny Pickett. Um, who's their other, who's their best quarterback outside of you? You had like Marino from like what 82 to Pickett in 2021. Who's their best quarterback in between the Nathan Peterman? Like I know, uh, it's, well, it's about to be it's about to be Slovis. Slovis, so. I mean, that how did that work at USC? I don't know. Like I know it's not all quarterback, especially when I throw about Utah and I guess Charlie Brewer's running running it back. I don't know, but NC State, am I crazy? I, I think I might be buying into the quarterback. Yes, quarterback absolutely, player. absolutely. Devin, ECU, ECU will be yeah. on my ticket. Devin weekend, Leary, sure. uh, you got Devin Leary coming back. He's probably, you know, C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young are probably in a, a class of their own at quarterback, and then he's probably in that next tier of uh, returning guys. Um, I think – I don't know. Like, I looked at the schedule. They're at Clemson on October 1st. Outside of that, they don't play another ranked team. I think we're both – like, I don't – Dabo is just anti-NIL and, like, anti-transfer portal. It's like he's trying to make a stand. It's like Saban did that for, like, an hour, and it's just like, that, that's not how this works. Like you're going to have to buy in to win, and he's not. So I'm not sold on Clemson. I think that might be coming to me. I don't know. I mean, I've been wrong on them a lot before. But, uh, yeah, I'm with you on not loving Clemson. But that's their only ranked game all year. And they go 12-0, and win the ACC. Even, again, most know that the ACC is not great. But I-, I could see them sneaking in. They go 11-1 and with, you know, a win over Clemson. If you lose a Clemson game, I don't think there's any way back for them unless they – I don't know the divisions over there. I don't know if they would be able to play in a rematch. But I don't know. I think that's a team to look at. There's some value. I think they're like plus 1,600, something like that, to make it. Um, obviously, they'd be the team that played either Alabama or Ohio State and just gets murdered in the first game. But I don't know. I think there's, you know, there's, there's value out there. And one thing I'll say, they play ECU this weekend – Ruffin McNeil blues his name. You know, he was at uh he was at ECU for a while and they like fired him. Uh and then he was he went to Texas Tech and got like an interim job. He's on the staff at NC State. So that'll be a little extra motivation for them uh to kind of, you know, win one for Rural Ruffin. But I don't know. I just 
I don't love – I don't have a – I mean, it's, you're picking playoff teams. You can kind of lock in, too, I think. Um, if you want a worse investment than Dogecoin, take NC State to make the playoff. Dogecoin, man. You mean Dave Dorncoin, okay? Dorncoin is where we're going. So, there's a playoff teams. I mean, I'm Alabama. Like, I don't I don't think I have to go into much detail about it. I think Alabama's going to win the national championship, so we're not going to hot take that for too much. Do you have any crazy national championship sleepers? Uh, out of that group, yeah, Texas A&M. Okay, all right. So that might be the worst investment. Then what was it, Boone Coin that you got me on earlier this summer? So um, oh, shout out to Boone Coin. No, uh, we're not shout seventeen. Out. Shout out, shout out, Boone Coin. Absolutely not. Uh, so there we go. There's a playoff team, national champion. Again, it's an obligatory college football preview show. You got to have it in there. So um, all that being said. Let's get to the week one. Like we don't do, we've talked about it before. We don't do a lot of like futures. Just in, you just start talking wins over under. You got a team over six and a half wins and they're minus one sixty five. Why are you betting that? Tying your money up all season long and you're sitting there week 13, 14, Texas versus Kansas, hoping that Texas can punch one in late to cover your over that you're not even going to like double your money on. So uh, we don't do a lot of team totals throughout the year. We're just kind of week-to-week, guys. Paycheck to paycheck, if you will, gamblers. Um, so Thursday night. I like to live life, like to live life uh, in the moment. I mean, right. Obviously, live my life quarter mile of time. That's just yeah. how I've always lived it. Yeah. I mean, who? why wait week 15 or for 15 weeks for a ticket to cash when you can do it in, you know, four hours? So uh, Thursday night, it's kind of the unofficial. I don't, I still don't understand this. You know, NFL has this grand ceremony. Every, every sport really has grand ceremonial, like the champs start off at home. College football, no, last week, week zero. Um, uh, but we've got a couple, couple pretty good games Thursday night, actually. Um, I think the main one, the backyard brawl is back. I don't know if you can bet on, will there be a, an Aaron Donald type Somebody rips somebody else's helmet off and starts swinging it at somebody else. Fight, but if you could, I would go minus one fifty for that to happen in the backyard brawl, West Virginia and Pitt. Uh, that's Thursday night, so that'll be kind of a nice welcome back to college football. Uh, there's like 12, 14 games on Thursday, so we're kind of we're gonna pick one our favorite from Thursday and Friday. Boom! Who's your favorite Thursday night game? Oh, without a doubt, <clears throat> love the way that it sets up for Purdue. I'll probably be roughly four bowler makers deep by the time that game kicks off. But I couldn't love it any more than I do. Oh, Obviously yeah. looking at the numbers and all the research. So what's the uh, th- plus four, three and a half? Three, three and a half is what I'm seeing. I would uh, take it at three and a half, four. Probably have a little bit on the money line there. I'm just not high on Penn State. I think Penn State's looking looking more towards deeper in the season. They have, they have Clifford coming back, who's super mediocre. Yeah. And, you know, I just – I like the way it sets up. Clifford, good God. Like, he's bordering on Connor Shaw territory for, like, how long do we have to watch this dude play? Um, So, yeah, I guess that Fox – that game's on Fox. That's kind of entertaining. They're going to just throw out a primetime game on a Thursday night. I don't know, does Joe Buck get the – no, he's the ESPN. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, so Penn State for Purdue, that'll be a good one. Uh, backyard brawl, Pitt, West Virginia. I probably like West Virginia, but I'm not giving that out. My favorite, though, Thursday night is you get Central Michigan. You can get them at 21 and a half, shop it around, maybe get it to 22 against Oklahoma State. I feel like, I don't know, for some reason in my head, 
Mike Gundy's always in this Thursday night game to open the season and like kind of underperforming. And then I like went back and looked, and they haven't been in this spot in like three years. But three years ago, they played uh, Oregon State on a Friday night to open the year. And then the year before that, they played Missouri State on a Thursday night. And they won both, but like they weren't dominant in either. I don't think they covered either. Um, I don't know. I just feel like, I th- like they kind of, they don't ease into it. They, you know, it kind of takes them a while to get to where they want to be. So I think, you know, you might be sweating it a little bit late. I don't think it'll really ever be in doubt for Oklahoma state, but I think you're getting a little value uh, plus 21 and a half central Michigan Thursday night, Fox sports one, 6 PM central kick. So give me the Chippewas. That's Jim McElwain, right? Yeah. So give me chip the old Jim McElwain and the Chippewas on Thursday. Uh, Friday, another pretty good slate. Um, so just, you know, go ahead and clear your schedule all weekend. College football galore. I got about seven or eight games on Friday. I just looking at the logos here, see Western Michigan. It really looks like the new commander's logo. That's not them, but, uh, Western Michigan's playing Michigan state Friday night. Nothing like, I don't know, really jumped out, but you got uh, another big 10 matchup. This one's going to Fox sports one. You go Illinois. Indiana. How about some Burt Ball? Burt Bielema. They're already 1-0 in the year, so they played last week, week zero. They weren't dominant. Uh, they're 38-6, Wyoming. Um, I don't know if that dominant or not, but Bielema, he's in there. He's kind of getting the system going. He's probably getting some big hog mollies up front, doing what he does best. That was never going to work in the SEC week in and week out. Um, you just At Arkansas, you can't – you're never going to get the biggest, fastest, strongest players, which you need to do if you're going to bully people in the SEC. I think it can work in the Big Ten. I don't think he's ever going to win the Big Ten. They're never going to be in the playoff or anything, but they can go eight and four, surprise some people with a nine and three every now and then. Indiana, I think, is kind of falling off. I think they missed their window. Michael Penix might be back. I think I saw he. No, he's in Washington. That's right. He left. Yeah. Um, But yeah, he's still in in the sport. Um, Give me Illinois. Uh, plus three on the road Friday night in Bloomington. They've already got a game under their belt. They always say your biggest improvements from your first to your second game. They've already played their first game. Indiana has not. Uh, give me Burt and the boys. Big Burt, beat them a ball Friday night plus three. Who you got? Yeah, I, I like that pick. I'll definitely be on them, but uh, not to double up because I think that's just a total waste and that's the. Uh, Right, that's not much. Not what we're here for. I'm obviously going to be on Old Dominion Monarchs plus oh. eight. I already got that one locked in. I think Virginia Tech is uh, going to be a shadow of themselves this year. I think <laughs> it's going to be real hard to watch. And they're going into Old Dominion. Old Dominion's going to have that stadium packed out, ready to roll on Friday that's night. Kind of weird. Why? I don't understand why they they would be going there, but. There they are. Yeah, I saw that too. Um, I don't hate it. Um, Friday night, maybe the anti-Intersandman, you know. I don't know what the anti-Intersandman would be in Old Dominion, but yeah, plus eight at home. That's not a bad thing. Uh, I think the anti-Intersandman's what, maybe the Teletubbies theme song? Right, so we, maybe we roll that out. Uh, all right, so ODU plus eight Friday night in Old Dominion. So, all right. Uh, Saturday, we're rolling into it, the main event. Um, you know, we had our appetizers on Thursday, Friday night. Now we got a big, you know, steak dinner, all the all the good stuff to go with it. Um, 
early window, your 11 o'clock games, hey, if you need to get some extra stuff done around the house, don't rush to get it done before 11. You got a little time. Uh, the 2.30 game, 3.30 over Bimmer's time, that's when it really gets kicked off. You got Oregon versus defending national champion, Georgia. I don't like saying that out loud, but I will. Um, it's in Atlanta. It's at Mercedes-Benz. It's one of those neutral site games. It will be about 95 to 5. Even though Oregon – uh, Trey or they traveled pretty well. I still think that uh, I don't know. Still think that it's basically a home game for Georgia. Uh, plus 17, 17 and a half, depending on where you're shopping that one at for Oregon. Bo Nix, boom, your boy, Mr. Milo himself. What what are you thinking about that? Yeah, I mean, I I will bet on this game because I have an addiction, but. Uh, no real feel on it. I will be on Georgia, um, mainly because I'm going with the method of the first uh, two to three weeks in college football. The favorites usually have an edge uh, by a significant margin. And looking at how the money's coming on Oregon at this point, I, I hate Stetson Bennett. I think he's potentially one of the worst quarterbacks in in college football this year and most likely get replaced the first time they lose a game if that happens. But that being said, Bo Nix is terrible. So I have no issue taking that Georgia defense and that Georgia running game. Okay. 17 and a half, you know what? It, the line, it, it seems potentially ridiculously high. And the fact that they've left it at 17 and a half makes me want to take it a little bit more. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm going to fade you a little bit here. Yeah. I don't love it either. Here's the thing. Uh, I should have kind of hit on this earlier. So what we do, we do like a vault at the end where it's like our favorite picks that aren't, um, like big marquee games. That's where you kind of get the weird stuff. And then we do what we call the stone cold Steve Austin lock of the week, which is obviously our favorite game of the week. Um, so yeah, but we still want to hit on the, the big games because that's the ones you're more than likely going to be watching. If you're watching it, you want to have some action on it. I'm 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 fading you, like I said. I, I guess I'm gonna take Oregon. So you got uh the former defensive coordinator, Dan Lanning, is now the coach at Oregon. Um, you know, he's with Georgia, he's with Georgia through the playoff run. I think that uh, you know, it's one of these if Georgia can run away with it, run it up a little bit, Kirby's not gonna embarrass his former assistant, you know, after traveling across country. Um, I think. Yeah, Bo Nix has seen George before. He hasn't done very well against him. He's 0-3 against him, but he has seen him before. Um, I don't know. Like, I just – I think Chris Ball's probably left enough in place up front, Oregon being one of the few Pac-12 teams that compete could compete with um, Georgia in the trenches somewhat. Again, they're not, you know, they're not going to be anywhere close. But I think it's one of those – Georgia might be up 14 with the ball – a normal team, you know, with seven minutes left, the normal team would would still try to go run down and score, or not run down and score, but run their offense, score just because it's week one, get some some game experience. But Kirby kind of, you know, pulls off, calls off the dogs, just you know, as a courtesy for Dan. Uh, I don't know. I don't think Georgia's ready to like run it back, as you know, after losing eight starters on defense. I don't think they'll struggle. At all, I don't think the game will ever really be in doubt. But if you're giving me 17, I'll take it. So that's that one. Uh, the next one, I think it's the writer. I think the kicks off at 2.30 as well. You got Arkansas um, against Cincinnati. Cincinnati, obviously, a playoff team last year. I think they're probably getting a little bit of bump from that. This one's at Arkansas, so Cincinnati's traveling there. 
I'm guessing Arkansas repays the favor next year. Uh, Ritter's gone for Cincinnati, their quarterback from last year. I didn't love, but he's a four-year, three or four-year starter at a program, got him to the playoff game. Uh, Sauce Gardner's gone. They're locked down corner. Obviously, they lost a lot after they made it to playoff, lost to Alabama. You know, wasn't as crazy of a margin. I don't know. I don't hate Cincinnati this year. I think that they're trending forward. But I think Arkansas, it's minus six. I think Arkansas wins by double digits pretty easy. They both play a similar style. And usually the team from the SEC is going to have a little more of an advantage there. KJ Jefferson is uh, coming back for Arkansas. They do lose Trayvon Burks, but uh, Jefferson, big quarterback, run you over. I think he'll run over some of these guys from Cincinnati. Go back and watch the Alabama game, Cincinnati. Like Alabama didn't barely threw the ball. They just ran it down their throats because they knew they had the advantage there. I think Arkansas kind of does the same thing. Never really in doubt. Double digits. Give me Arky minus six. Actually, one of my favorite games of the day. Boom. Yeah, I love Arkansas too. But what I also did was I have a ticket on uh, the Arkansas under seven and a half. Oh, really? Uh, so I'll definitely, I'll definitely be on Arkansas in this game. And if they for some reason lose, which I definitely do not expect, then basically that under ticket cashes early in the season. Okay. Um, I don't think that they're going to. Yeah, I don't think they lose i don't know i don't really know all their schedule that that's we i thought we didn't do a lot of week to week or over unders but there you go again so um all right that is that next one up we got utah uh at florida what is it plus three for florida so utah is a three-point road dog or road favorite um going into the swamp friday night or saturday night it'll be kind of hot and muggy that's really my only concern in this one um i just I mean, I kind of put Utah in the playoff earlier. So if you're if you're in the playoff, you got to beat Florida. I don't think they get the playoff without winning this game. So I think they got to win it minus three. Some of those, if you win, you you more than likely win by more than three. Um, Anthony Richardson coming Richardson's coming back for Florida. I'm gonna go ahead and throw this out there. Uh, I don't know who needs to hear it, but some people out there need to hear it. Just because you started some games the year before at a big school and you come back the next year does not mean that that's like a, a point of, you know, emphasis or like a key point of your key part of your team. Like Anthony Richardson's not that good. And I don't like, he's big, he's tall. I don't know. Like he's actually, he looks the part. He looks like Cam Newton, but. Like he reminds me of a, of a quarterback that Kentucky rolls out there on third two. Yeah. Like, he he looks like a situational guy. Like, he was there last year. I forget the other guy that was there. That's how bad he was. He left. Um, but, like, Emory Jones, that was his name. They – I just – like, he looks the part. He's looked the part all-star. But he's not great. Um, and he, But he comes back, and he was at Florida. So, everybody's just like, oh, Anthony Richardson. And, like, no. Um, I, I don't think Utah had any problem with – literally, the only concern I have, this game where theoretically you can play in the Dome, uh, I would hammer Utah, but I don't know that. I mean, I know it's hot out there. It's hot everywhere, but like Southern muggy heat on a Saturday night is a, in the first weekend of September is a little different than like what you've got out there in Utah right now. Um, so that literally my only concern outside of that. I, I love Utah. Any thoughts on this one? Uh, yeah, I'll be on Utah just because I, I like them this season. And I agree if they lose this game, then there's no chance yep. of, of any aspirations past it i'm seeing two and a half so two and a half even better two and a half is a good number there 
Yeah, I think so too. I would probably buy that regardless. So there's that. All right. Uh, big game day, you know, game of the week, I guess. Uh, Utah or, or Ohio State versus Notre Dame. It's in the horseshoe in Ohio State. 17 and a half Notre Dame. It's a top five matchup. It's not a top five matchup. It's three versus five um, or two versus five. I don't know. Like Notre Dame is one of those teams. They're like, I, I don't hate, I don't mind all the stuff where they always get, you know, hyped up preseason, but I don't think they're on Ohio state's level. Uh, I hate 17 and a half. I hate this number. I, this is one of those. I'll have some action on it just because it's a primetime game. It'll be on, but I don't think it'll be like, the you know the number or even the over under i'll try to find some props or something i don't love it i guess if i got to pick one i go ohio state 17 and a half yeah i'll be i mean i'll i'll blindly be on both the favorites in those two huge spread primetime games right one of the favorites for sure will cover yeah and i think that there's at least a 60 percent chance that both of them cover. yeah that's probably not a bad idea so i think you get the uh georgia first and then you uh come back so maybe take Georgia. If Georgia first. does not cover, then I will be loading up on that. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I think I think that's probably right. One of the two favorites covers, if not both. I mean, I think you know, if I had to go, I'd go Ohio State, Oregon. But yeah, again, it's going to be. A, I don't know if it'll be. And I just change your mind right there. No, I, mean, I know no. I'm a hell of a debater, but you are. Come on, that's, you that's up good. a little bit more. Of a, um, all right, so we hit on that. Um, those are the big Saturday night games and, and Saturday games. So with it being Labor Day weekend or Memorial, I think it's Labor. I always get them mixed up. Uh, you get the you get the bonus games. So you get some Sunday action. Usually it's just the one game on Sunday night and then the one Monday night game. Uh, this week we get uh, Florida State and LSU, the Louisiana kickoff classic in the Superdome. I'm guessing this is another one of those bogus um, – Neutral site games that's going to be 10 minutes down the road for LSU. Uh, three, three. What was this one? Hold on. I didn't have it on my sheet. I just had who I picked. I think it's three, right? Uh, that sounds right. Yeah. The LSU minus three in a de facto home game. Actually, I'm seeing three and a half. Yeah. It's three, three. I'm, I'm looking at three right now. So we're going to go three. So it's at home, but it's not really, but it's at home. So don't buy the V. Uh, and your, you know, predictions, just look for the at because it's an at. Um, so Brian Kelly, week one, Florida State played Duquenese last week. I bet on Duquenese plus 43. They held on for dear life. Got it. Um, so yeah, Florida State plus three. Are you, wait, are you pronouncing that right? Duquenese? I think, I think that you pronounced that wrong. Well, how do you add it? Uh, I don't know, but I don't think that's right. Well, I mean, I don't think you get to call me on the pronunciation of it if you don't have a better pronunciation for it. Hey, we're, we're, I'm just trying to trying to set the facts where they well, lie. They're the Dukes, um, so we're going to call them just the Dukes, um, not the Mike Shashevsky kind. So, uh, yeah. Anyways, Florida State played them last could week. Could it be Decoin? I don't. I don't think so. I don't. There's no way that sounds right. That's uh that's what Brian Kelly got to come to LSU, the coin. So um yeah, he is is making his debut. Fake Cajun Brian Kelly. One of the most cringe videos of the offseason. If you haven't seen it yet, he does a fake uh southern accent and it's just awful. Um he goes down there. Uh they're minus three. I I like Florida State. Am I crazy? 
Uh, no, I'll probably take Florida State just because the hype train's been rolling on LSU. Yeah, way too much this week. I mean, they got talent. They're LSU. Like they're going to have talent. The quarterback situation is is not good. I don't think. Like I don't care what they say. He says he's not naming a starter. He knows who it is, but it's strategic not to name one. I'm like, no, it's not. Like they probably know who it is too. It's not like you're going to roll out the freshman. Um, I don't know. I don't love them. I just I'm not buying into Brian Kelly. I, I kind of think Notre. I don't want to say Notre Dame recruits itself because you had Tyrone Willingham before him and even Charlie Weiss that didn't do a great job of it. But here's my thing with Brian Kelly. Go back and look. Who is his best player he had at Notre Dame? One of them has an, a Netflix documentary about uh, his fake girlfriend out right now, Mantanteo. Um, you could go Tyler Eifert. And then uh, Quentin Nelson. I mean, those are three, I mean, pretty good players, but like trenches guys. Who's his best skill guy? Who's his best quarterback? Ian Book? Was Ian Book the best quarterback he had? Like, he's not – everyone just loved the hire automatically. I'm like, what has he done? Who has he gotten – who has he made better? Who has he progressed? Like, he's had guys that have stayed pretty steady. But at LSU, you get fired for having guys go that are that stay pretty steady. Um, Orgeron just got fired. I just think he's – I mean, a slightly better Orgeron. I, I don't know. I didn't love it. Um, I think Norvell's kind of had a little more in place. They've had some crazy off seasons there. Like he, I don't know, like couldn't coach last year in one of the one of the first few games. It's been a weird thing for them. I think it's just kind of been a normal off season down there. Um, I, I think they win. I, I mean, you're getting three. I'll probably take the three just to be safe, but give me uh, give me Florida State there. It, it seems like you're not in love with either side. Well, I think that uh, Brian Kelly is going to have about as much success as his third cousin twice removed, Chip Kelly, did in his first season. Okay. Yeah, that wasn't very good. You bet on them a lot. Um, so that's that. Uh, last game of the, uh, the slate for us is Monday night game, Georgia Tech-Clemson. Uh, Clemson is a 22-point road favorite at Georgia Tech. I'm not loving Georgia Tech, but I don't love 22 either. What's your uh, what's your take on this one? I'm just going to blindly take Clemson on this one. I think they're terrible, but uh, I think Georgia Tech is uh, going to be really hard to watch. Yeah, I mean, so you got Jeff Collins, third year there, I think. First year, you're kind of getting all the triple option players out. Second year, you're kind of building a little more on your stuff. And then third year, I don't want to say no excuses, but like you should know what you are a little more this year. I think they – I mean, 22, Clemson, we've talked about it, Uaguga, Lele, whatever. I, I mean, I'm still not there on how you say that one. Um, I don't think he's that good. I think he just was a tall, you know, physical kid coming in after the Tua hype. He had a little Hawaiian success on his side. I just – I don't know. I think he was overrated from the jump. Um, the fact that he came in and played well for Lawrence – over against, you know, in Lawrence's behalf or his relief in the Notre Dame game a couple of years ago. I don't know. I just think he's overrated. I think last year was more who he is than the hype was coming into the year. 22 is a big number. It's it's another neutral site game. It's in the Georgia Dome. Hey, hell, that one probably has more Clemson fans than it does Georgia Tech fans, even though Georgia Tech's campus is four minutes from Mercedes-Benz. Um, but 22 is too big of a number. I don't think Clemson's covering that against SC, or like half-ass decent conference opponents yet, so blindly Clemson. Or, uh, somehow, well, somehow Georgia Tech is already down seventeen to three. I'm not sure okay. how that happened. That happened pretty fast. But yeah, you're right. But just keep saying. it there. Just hey, give them one more, and then you're you're all right. 
like you know they get up to 24 to 3 and i'm still fine because i got 22 um all right so that's it that is our scheduled games for the week so now what we do it's called the vault um we used to have like a fun sound graphic i don't know if i could pull that back out but uh it's like Usually it's going to be our five favorite games off the board with it only being college football this weekend and still kind of like new. We're only doing three. So these are our three favorite non-scheduled games of the week. Boomer, what's your vault looking like? Uh, I'm just I'm just going to run through them real quick because there's just so much that I do love. But uh, I'm going to start out with Fresno State minus 34 and a half. Um, I think that one's going to be a very, very easy win. You're not going to have to sweat it. And mm-hmm. I like giving those weekday games. Who are they playing? Uh, Cal Poly, I believe. Cal Poly. Which I didn't know that they had a football team. I didn't either. But, Good for them. Um, but they're 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 putting them out there on Friday night. So I think that was you're not going to sweat that one out. Going to be pretty boring. Um, then I'm going to have to throw in my boys over in Corvallis, Oregon State minus the two and a half going against Boise State. I've got a. Uh, Strong love for Oregon State for some think, reason. Don't know where it comes from. Anything to do with uh anti Boise State thing? Uh no, not at all. All right, is Boise is, State? Is, I, I won money on Boise State for is years. Brian Harson gonna beat Mercer on Saturday. Uh I don't know. All right, we'll didn't like the pause if, there. There we'll we see go. If, we'll see if Cal Zanata can come in and, and save that one in the fourth. All right, finish your uh, the game. Let's get this last one here. Uh, and then obviously the Roadrunners. You're going to be hearing them a lot. Yeah, you're year. a big, you're a big Texas fan, Antonio. Got their money line. I mean, what are they plus? If you four and a half, plus four and a half against Houston. I think Houston's just they're dead men walking at this point. They just don't know it yet. Dana Holgerson is just absolutely on the upswing. They have been getting recruits in Texas like crazy, but still some guys away from Houston. And uh, they're going to be ready to play. It's going to be a fun one to watch. All right. Don't hate it. Um, all right. So you are giving us Fresno State 34.5 minus 34. Oregon State minus 2.5. Utah – or Texas San Antonio 4.5. Um, I am a little more off the board, I guess you could say. Ah, the first one is an SEC game, if you will. Ole Miss versus Troy. I'm taking Troy, 21 in the hook. They just fired the Barner, Chip Lindsey, so you get rid of that stink. Um, I mean, they're Troy. Historically, they've been okay. Um, Ole Miss, I like Lane. I think Lane is is going to do good things if he stays there long term. Uh, he had a 10-win season last year, um, but I just they, there's too much turnover. They hit the transfer portal pretty hard. But I still think it takes a little bit to incorporate guys like that. It's another one of those. You're not ever going to – like, they're never going to be in doubt of losing the game. But 21 and a half, first week, a bunch of new transfer portal guys trying to mesh together. Um, I'll take Troy and feel pretty safe about it, 21 and a half there. Next up, uh, Western Kentucky. They didn't look great last week, but they won. They're playing Hawaii, and we've already hit on this. Hawaii, worst – team of all time potential i know you make your biggest leap from week one to week two what if they get worse um so minus 16 western kentucky this is probably the only time you'll hear me hear me utter those words this year minus 16 in western kentucky but we're going to do it for this one um and then it will close out with an over under we're going to take the under in the texas louisiana monroe game it's at seven o'clock on uh, saturday night uh texas in case you don't know 
has a little upstart from Tuscaloosa next week coming to town. So the Minister of Defense McConaughey is already uh, he's already prepping for that. All right, all right, all right. Um, that wasn't very good, but you know we'll, we'll get there. Uh, I got a week. Was that, was that your Matthew McConaughey was. impression being done by Eric Carmen? It was exactly. That's exactly right. Okay. You nailed it. We have ten days to get the real one down pat. So, anyways, under sixty four and a half. Texas again. They're going to beat you, Louisiana Monroe. But what you know what else they're going to do? They're going to start prepping for Alabama. Like I bet there's not a lot of work being done on Louisiana Monroe. They probably still have enough talent to get by regardless. So I didn't take the spread. I think they probably get up like I don't know. 38 to three at half or something like that. And just put it in total cruise mode for the second half. Um, a lot of backups, make sure, you know, nobody gets hurt. Quinn yours is, is getting the start. Um, you know, this making sure that nothing crazy happens. Um, they get by, uh, you know, they probably win the game 45 to 10 or something like that, but feel pretty good about under 64 and a half there. So Troy plus 21 and a half, Western Kentucky minus 16 and Texas, Louisiana, Monroe under 64 and a half. Cue the music. Boom. It's back. It's probably still not legal copyright wise, but it's the stone cold Steve Austin lock of the week. It's our favorite game of the week. Uh, we each we each have a game. Um, you know, it can be all over the place. The fact that we haven't heard the words that I have of mine, like we don't we don't rehearse this or we don't talk about this beforehand, like who has what. Um, but boom, I'm I'm a little nervous that I did not hear this team come up in your vault, and I'm thinking you might be on the same page I am. Let's just see. Let's see who you got. Well, first, I would like to say that uh, you can't trust a guy on his gambling picks if the guy doesn't have a drink in his hand or a cigar in his mouth. So tonight, I'm drinking a nice earthy. Um, 2019, it's the Boom Boom Syrah uh, from Washington State Vineyards. Okay. So go check it out. It's uh, going down easy and definitely helping helping these picks flow out a little bit easier. And with that stone cold lock on my end is what hits every single week. Um, it's an absolute ATM. It is the Alabama first half line of minus 27 and a half. All right. So it's not the same one. I couldn't find a first half line. I tried to find it. Um, so you might just have made that number up. 27 and a half. Go check it out. Yeah. All I mean, the, that's all the fact checkers out there. Uh, if that's real, which I don't think it is, that's probably easy money because I think Alabama's kind of – I mean, they're not looking ahead to Texas, but if you've got a Texas next week, why not shut it down if you can? Yeah, it's probably not a bad number, 27 and a half. If that's real, I'm with you. I like that. Uh, I'm surprised we you, we didn't hear this name come up from you. Uh, the Chanticleers, man. Coastal <laughs> Carolina. Jamie Chadwell and them boys. How about that? Uh, so we're going to the coast, Kenny Powers and all. Uh, Coastal Carolina minus two and a half. Um, Grace McCall is back again. I, I don't really know how that's possible. Uh, he got an NIL deal with like a, I think a, like a NASCAR team. I don't know. Um, but they are playing this Saturday at home against Army. 6 p.m. kick. Uh, here's the deal. Army, we'll, we'll be on Army and Air Force and Navy a lot probably this year week to week because they run the triple option. It's kind of tough to prepare for that, you know, week to week. 
when you have an all a whole off season to kind of prepare yourself and your team for the triple option, I think it's a little easier. Um, so I, I like Jamie Chadwell to kind of have a game plan. It's going to be at home on the on the aqua turf. Uh, place is going to be rocking. I think you mean unless it's one of these sneaky neutrals, it's not. So yeah, at home, uh, aqua turf, till turf, whatever they call it. Uh, the Mohawks or your uh, the mullets. Get your mullets going. Coastal Carolina minus two and a half. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Lock of the week. And that does Yeah, work. I mean, look, I love the Chanticleers. I was there right when they came out of the womb that first season. Right. Every step of the way. And yeah. uh, I'll definitely be on them, but not quite. I, I got to see what they look like uh, the first week. Fair enough. It's, you know, there was a ton of hype there last year. And there that's was. for sure being built into the line. Well, I mean, it's Army, too. Army gets a little bit of hype, too. Um, they're they're doing it right for in terms of a you know service academy program, you know thank you for your service but just you know maybe not on Saturday. Um, all right, so that's all we got for this week. The Deep Fried Bets podcast. I didn't call it the Deep Fried Breaks podcast because in case you don't know, I now have a, a business or uh, like a, a baseball card or other sports cards. We're gonna do a little uh, giveaway with that uh, tomorrow, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, be on Twitter, Facebook, all of that. We're gonna get. We got a big football break coming up on Friday. We're gonna give a spot away in for shouting out the Deep Fried Bets podcast. So uh, be sure to check that out. Uh, Boom! It was good. Good catching up with you, man. You know, and yeah. We've done it. Obviously, time. this is not the first time we've spoken in three years, but uh, and not the first time about gambling, but it is the first time we have done so and recorded it to our knowledge. So it was good to get, it's good to be back, uh, kind of easing back into it. This was our week zero, if you will. Uh, I'm going to try to get some guests coming in for next week. Um, so if you guys got any, you know, got any suggestions for me, please let me know. We'll see what we can do. Um, and other than that, we'll be back. Got a little NFL to talk about next week too. So we'll hit that up and we'll catch you guys next week on the Deep Fried Bats podcast.